Welcome back to RPG Cast episode 454. I'm still alive, folks, and we did not pod fade. There were a lot of uh, rumors that we were pod fading. We did not pod fade. So that was the beginning of the pod fade, and it's very gradual pod fade. I don't think we're pod fading. Because I'm back. Hello. I'm here. Kelly Ryan's here. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Alex Fuller joins us. Yes, yes, I do. And Alice Wilkinson. So wait, hang on. What's pod fading? Is that pod where your fading, podcast just... Yeah, just kind of... You just... stop do- going as frequently, and then all of a sudden you just stop doing it anymore. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, pod, pod fading. fade free. Pod fade free. We Anti-pod fade ingredients. Lots yeah. of preservatives. If we're going to fail, we're going to fail spectacularly. I am so full of preservatives right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I had gallbladder removal surgery, and I was in pain before that. So I took some time away. Because I was not in a good state. And uh, surprisingly, after surgery, you don't just feel ship tip top shape. And uh, as Anna can attest to, she's still recovering. So <laughs> we did not pod fade. We pod surged, pod surgeried. I don't know. Uh, apparently, the whole team was out at some point because I know Alice had a root canal. And then I had like the cold from hell for two weeks. Mm. Anyone get yeah, the can, no- oh, yeah. can can confirm root root canals suck. Can did anyone get norovirus? No. Although the guy that I I work with a guy who went on holiday to the US in the last couple of weeks and got like some kind of American flu or something and was off work for nearly two weeks. Yeah, the American flu that really sucks. Just wear hat Trump hats and stuff. It's it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to you for a couple of weeks. Or ever. <laughs> well, um, I'm back. At least most of me is back. A little part of me is 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 no longer with me. So, um. so so in other words, what what we're gonna do is uh, this. The name of this podcast will be titled "In Memoriam Chris's Gallbladder." In memori- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So, have you had to change your diet at all? Oh yeah. Yeah, if I eat like normal, I feel terrible for three hours after eating. And my body evacuates everything. It's not fun. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So I uh, I uh, have to avoid uh, fats. And, oh. Yeah. Which, that does you know, not that's sound where all fun. the taste is, so it's hard. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lattes really do a number on me. I learned the hard way. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, diet changes. Uh, that stuff will get better. It's just the the body has to take time to adjust, and it's different for everybody how long it takes. Some people, it's a matter of a couple weeks. Some people, it's a matter of a year. <laughs> it really depends. And yet, it sounds like your wife has it worse. Well, don't tell Anna I said this, but I kind of think she's a big baby. <laughs> no she so anna marie actually has uh an autoimmune disorder and so she takes longer to heal from everything so that's part of what's going on here and her surgery um impacted you know they they were doing stomach surgery to fix a hiatal hiatal hernia 
which mm-hmm. is where part of your stomach kind of pokes through the abdomen and you always have acid leaking up into your throat. It's terrible. So she got that fixed, which is good, but that, that means they were sewing in her stomach, which takes a while to heal and makes I it hard imagine. to eat without pain. So that was the first, she's still recovering to be able to eat solid foods. She can't do that yet. So she's, um, mm-hmm. she's, uh, she's gradually making progress. But um, as her surgery was more, since her surgery impacted things that are still inside her, whereas mine just took something out, um, it's it takes longer. She's got to wait for those things to all heal before she's going to feel good. So she has a lot of pain still in various things, and her autoimmune disorder um, keeps her from healing as quickly. So it's going to be a while. So that's, that's Anna Marie. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you guys are at least doing okay. I was quite worried about you that those two weeks, particularly Anna, with how invasive her surgery yep. was going to be. Yep, yep. But she's uh, everything's recovering just on schedule for both of us, so it's it's fine. Everything's fine now, <laughs> um, and it will get better. And eventually, Anna will be able to sit in the computer room chair without it hurting her back. Something crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, and that'll be fine. Oh, oh, really? Okay, I didn't have that to shoot. We probably covered that. <coughs> uh, so what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the show's back. So surgery happened, show's back. Back again. So with you recovering from surgery, I'm sure you had a time, had time to play all kinds of games, right? All kinds right? of games, right? I have this giant PS4 backlog, and what better time to do that than while being holed up waiting for surgery and then in the post-recovery of surgery. So, of course, what did I do? I played Final Fantasy XI. <laughs> That's pretty God. much it. <laughs> what, what else? I lost her. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but Alice blew up and then I, I've got no other... <laughs> did we lose her? <laughs> Alice, come back to us. Did I throw her on the floor by saying that's all I did? Uh, so offended. <laughs> am I? Am I still here? You're still yeah. here. Yeah. I know. What I what I did was I uh, I knocked out my um, I knocked out my microphone table <laughs> in shock and disgust. Yeah, in shock and disgust, basically. Did, did you pop your monocle and spit tea on the monitor and yell poppycock? Yes. <laughs> that is exactly poppycock. what happened. Poppycock. <laughs> Alice is not pish, Lucifer. Pish, Come on. <laughs> pish posh. Yeah, so I played a lot of Final Fantasy XI because I found the one thing I didn't mind doing was just sitting in the computer room and not moving. So that made that very easy to do that. You and my husband have the same recovery methods because yeah. he does the same thing with WoW when he's sick. Yeah, um, Anna, yeah, Anna doesn't understand. It's like, I just don't want to move anywhere. Leave me alone. I'm going to sit in the computer room. Go away. Well, <laughs> <It's>... See, <laughs> Anna and I probably don't get the fun kind of sick where you can, you're, you're bad enough to justify staying home from work, but you're still well enough that you can enjoy the day. We get probably get that we die for two days. Yeah, no, that's more like her sick, yeah. Yeah, that's my sick. Yeah, and so she's all worried about, you need to be laying down, you've been playing that game for 12 hours, literally, you need to go do something else. (laughs) Hey, maybe I should, maybe I should uh, adopt this when I'm doing surgical recovery. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 
So I, uh, as far I made a lot of progress in Final Fantasy XI. Let me tell you. Did you finally get around to doing those storylines you said you were going to do? I finished Wings of the Goddess. I finished oh, Secrets nice. of Adulin. I finished all of Abyssia's storyline quests. Did um, you do? Uh, did you do Shinryu as well? Yep. Did Shinryu yep. as well? Yep. I did um, the Bastok mission, so I'm rank ten in Bastok now, as well as Windurst. I've started on the Sandoria missions. Um, let's see, and gotten a bunch of gear for my jobs. Played some t- stuff with friends, and it was all—it was all in all a very good time. But holy crap, have I just been overdosed in eleven? Oh right, I also did the Moogle storyline, so that's done. Oh yeah. Um, I still. So what's still left on my checklist? I have a checklist, folks. I made a checklist. Oh, that's oh, one of the things oh, I did. I made a checklist. Some of my checklist is printed out in front of me. Um, I'm holding oh, it up God. to the camera now. This is my Imperator checklist. I need to do all the things on this list um, over the course of the next six months in order to make a legendary Geomancer weapon because Final Fantasy XI is dumb, um, is basically the long and short of it. And they have this giant grind for just two two jobs have this giant grind for their le- their super-duper weapons, and it's really... Hey, no, Chris, it is every job. It's just no. the Geomancer and the Runefencer ones happen to be slightly different. The grinds yes. are just as bad as each other. It, it, they are actually not, as far as t- overall time it takes. You can knock out a mythic weapon in two months um, on other jobs, and maybe less, depending on how crazy you want to play. Here, you literally cannot go faster than six months. Just, there are time locked gates and it's very annoying but you don't have to do as much um that over that six months and then after the six months is done then you have to get tons of money so i guess you should be gathering all that money in the six month period so anyway long story short is that this one some of the systems in 11 are still kind of really screwed up and not friendly this is one of them this is why people who are sane who come back to the game and be like oh it's everything's easy now they're not doing this crap because this is stupid don't do this don't waste your time on this listen people listen to me i'm telling you don't do this anyway my husband is in the chat room calling you a nerd oh yeah absolutely i shouldn't <clears throat> be doing any of this crap i should not want to do any of this stuff um but... this is the same this is the same man who spent like two days trying to max out some sort of fishing achievement and wow so yeah uh, catching a fish in the other capital or something or something. See, I, I don't remember. It uh, was something cares? about a fish yeah. fishing raid, but Oh a fishing yeah. raid. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, glass houses fun. Glass houses. <laughs> Alright, so here's what's left on my on my Final Fantasy Eleven checklist. It's much better than it used to be. So I have to do um there I have to raise monsters in my mod garden. Um I, I have a rabbit. I log in every day and I pet it. And that makes the rabbit happier. And I'm waiting for the rabbit to evolve because that leads to a quest line that once I'm done with all these stupid six month time gate quests, that will open up once I've done the the monster rearing thing and this this time gated thing, then I can do this quest line that gets me like the best white mage trust in the game. And that'd be awesome because he can turn into a, 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 a walking pile of leaves. It's actually really amusing. All right. Um, additionally, the, um, the, let's see, I have to do Sandoria's rank 10 quests, which not a big deal. Uh, I have to do the wings of the goddess storylines for Bastok and Sandoria. That's nothing compared to the whole wings of the goddess thing, which by the way, is the worst expansion of the game. Um, confirmed. I hated the missions and wings of the goddess. I just want to put that out there and Lucifer giving that an 11 out of five is insanity. I just, let's confirm that. Um, I'm finally ready to say that review was garbage. 
Lucifer. I'm calling you out. Um, so Wings of the Goddess, Bastok, and, and Sandoria. Um, I need to do a bunch of records of eminence quest lines from God, somebody in Juno. I forget there's some important reward at the end of that, like four seals or something like that. Four seals are for endgame content. They boost your character. It's a waste of time. Don't do it. Um, let's see. And finishing Void Watch. I have to kill a bunch of these. They have this system called Void Watch that you just walk up to these little portals. You spawn a monster. You got to kill all of them once. And then at the end, you fight a really hard monster, and there's a storyline attached to that. So that's the storyline I'd like to finish. Um, I got to run through Nizal Isle once. That's nothing. Do all of Harrier once. That's pretty much nothing. Just need some friends. Kill Tumult Curator. That's like the hardest thing in the game. I'm never going to do that. It's on my checklist just be, for completion's sake. Um, salvage two final busts. That's nothing. Uh, I've already talked about that. Oh yeah. I need to do the Shantoto mini storyline and the crystalline prophecy mini storyline. Those two things, the wings of the goddess, uh, nation missions and the Sindori missions. Those five things are the actual five things that I care about just being done with all the rest of stuff. I just read to you is really kind of unimportant and only end game stuff that I'm going to lose interest in before I would yearly benefit from it anyway. So those are five little storyline things are all I've got left. And then I kind of think I, I, I want to say at that point I'll be done with final fantasy 11, but let's be honest about something. Final fantasy 11 came out in 2003. It is 2018. That's 15 years later. I'm still playing this piece of garbage. Why? Because I'm crazy. So I don't trust that I will ever be done with this game, but at least I will be out of excuses. And that's something. And maybe that'll help me take the first steps towards recovery. So, um, Yeah, well, the, you know, the first step to recovering is admitting that you have a problem. Yeah, but I did that years ago. It didn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I mean... Because I like Final Fantasy XI, don't get me wrong. I've spoken positively about it repeatedly over the last... I don't know, how long have I been with the site now? Yeah, no, you have, but you always warn me not to do any of the, the garbage that I'm getting sucked into doing. Yeah, so I, yeah. Never did, I never did, like, the... I don't have a relic weapon, right. I don't have a mythic weapon. I think I half-built uh, one of them. Uh, I think it was one of the Empyrean weapons. Okay. But I stopped because I'm sane. Yep. Um... You know, and I've done some of the easier stuff, but I look at some of the other content. I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I can give. I think I'm safe giving this stuff a miss and playing games with better balance. Now that is a very sane and true point of view. Here's the here's the problem: when you hang out with the people I've been hanging out with, who are just good enough to do some of that stuff, and you do one or two of those those end game things, you're like, wow, we pulled that off. That was really cool. That was really fun. How do we do that? We did it. Um, that feels real good. And that's true in any MMO, right? Where you're taking on hard content with other people. And it's part of the oh, thing yeah. where you're gaming with other people. And that's more fun. Just period. We're social people. So social creatures. So that's that's the problem. I've been My friends are too good. <laughs> that I've made in this link shell that I just randomly found by posting on Reddit saying, hey, I need a link shell that can do real content. But doesn't require you to be crazy. And, uh, yeah, so I'm on Sylph, if you're wondering. Um, I don't recommend you play this game at this point. Go play 14. I mean, seriously, it's a really good game as well, and it doesn't abuse your time like this game does. So That's That's been my Final Fantasy XI experience. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just try not to talk about it anymore. I also played some Monster Hunter World. So one of the things I thought I was going to do when I was on surgery was play, because, like, when I was out, 
sick for this stuff. Shortly after I started being out for a long period of time here, uh, Monster Hunter World came out. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to... I'm going to blow away all of Monster Hunter World. Well, unfortunately, Final Fantasy XI's hooks were so deep in me, I couldn't drag myself away to play Monster Hunter World um, beyond just creating a character and a kitty cat that looks like our cat, um, which is really fun, by the way. I like making the kitty cats in Monster Hunter World. Kelly, you should make your cat in Monster Hunter World. I know. Um, anyway, so I, I didn't play much Monster Hunter World until just the past two days where I've been so sick of playing Final Fantasy XI my wife has been so sick of me playing Final Fantasy XI. Like, yesterday she grounded me from it. She said, you have to come out and play Monster Hunter. And it's like, well, okay, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world to be grounded from one game and forced to play another game. So I, I think I can handle that. Uh, anyway, so that I did that, and I had done it the night before, and oh my god, Monster Hunter World's really good. Guys, Monster Hunter World's really good. Play that instead. That's more respectful of your time than Final Fantasy XI as well start running around uh, this game looks incredible is still monster hunter has really good m multiplayer online integrations um it, it's really bad if you want to like find your friends and organize guild that part's like really screwed up like so i haven't played with any other rp gamer people because i never know when they're on what they're doing or where they are um setting that aside though like you could just you go in this game it's got like cinematic storytelling which isn't very good but it's enough to be like okay i'm carrying you forward from quest to quest which is something that the monster hunter didn't really have well done before it was a lot mm -hmm. of randomly finish the right quests that you don't know what they are and then we will unlock a storyline quest to go on to the next um rank here it's like no just i'm i told you you gotta go do this quest now now you gotta go do this quest and you do it and it's you have little cutscenes, and you feel like a badass, and you go kill giant monsters. And I was shooting cannons at this giant walking tower of magma. It was great. So everything feels really good about Monster Hunter, about unlocking things in Monster Hunter. I'm really excited. And where was I going with this? I totally forgot where I was going with this, other than Monster Hunter's cool, and you should all play it. And... Yeah, oh, right, the online. So here's the thing I've been doing. I pop a quest. I go on the quest. I get a little cutscene that says, hey, here's this new monster you got to kill. Oh, by the way, we're just dumping you right in front of it. Have fun. Don't die. Um, and so that that's where I am. I immediately run away, and I shoot up an SOS flare, and then other random people from the internet jump into my game and, and help me kill stuff. And it's amazing, and I love it, and it's fun. So Monster Hunter's been fun, but I've only put two real good thick days of play into it, so... I'll let you know if it if it uh, holds up. Um, today is probably going to be another 11 day just because uh, one of the things that happens when you start playing 11 with a lot of folks is they expect you to be around because you've been doing stuff together and they want to do even more stuff together that builds on the stuff you've already done. So I have kind of that social interaction thing going on. So not much Monster Hunter today, but probably a ton more tomorrow. Um, that's what I've been playing. And I'm going to shut up now because I think everyone's sick of everything I have to say. Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, I'm for one, I'm disappointed in you that you've pretty much given up on Xenoblade Chronicles. I have not given too. up. It's just when I lay down in bed, all I can think about right now are Final Fantasy XI or Monster Hunter, and I have no desire to immerse myself in Xenoblade. Um, I just can't. I d Here's the thing. I wish Monster Hunter was on the Switch <laughs> because I want to play it in bed. 
and and it's not on the Switch. After years of wanting a new HD high quality graphic version of Monster Hunter, I realized no, I was wrong. I want it portable. That's hilarious. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> you don't know what you want. No, I, I'm Oh my I'm gosh, kidding. you and my wife at the same time. She just said in the other way, you don't know what you want. <laughs> Tanya, Anna and I, we have a connection. Mm-hmm. But It's a scary no, the, connection. Um, Did you play Xenoblade 2? Can you be my surrogate Xenoblade 2 completer? Who, me? Yeah, you. I, I, I see, I don't know, because that ending was just a mind screw. Oh, unsatisfying? And I can't. No, it was good. Set it was really sequel? good. Um, you don't know. <laughs> I can't it's really that weird. say without getting into too many spoilers. Okay. It was one of those. It was one of those moments where something happened, and it dawned on me what was going on, mm. and it tied into something else. And when it clicked that it tied into something else, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. I need to talk to somebody about what, about this. And yeah, you nobody need to find somebody. Know. Nobody's, if somebody yeah, wrote nobody... a review on the site, you could talk to them. Yeah. Alex, didn't you beat the game? Yeah, that's why I wrote the review on the site. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So, so you, so you know what I'm PM talking Alex. about. And... Yeah, I, know, I think I can guess exactly what you're talking about, especially and... because you said ties in. So, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And what I realized, it was like, okay, that is so freaking cool, man. And I'm being intentionally vague. Yeah, yeah it's realize... a massive spoiler. If you say anything about yeah. it, you're spoiling yeah. two games. When, when you realize what's going on, and a voice line that gets said and she's so cool and i really i mean i really enjoyed this game with the caveat that whoever came up with the rng for finding the rare blades can go to hell <laughs> but other than that i really liked the game Of course, I'd say that because getting those last two or three blades took took quite a bit of time. But but how did you enjoy diving for poppy parts? Um, I didn't really play uh, Tora Tora a whole <gasps> lot. Okay. Mainly because I used Morag as my tank pretty much uh, the entire right. game. And I didn't really take on any of the super bosses. I was kind of ready to be done with it. Um, I actually finished the game the Thursday before Dragon Quest Builders came out. And I only finished it because um, I had stayed home sick that day anyway. Because I, I was coming down with a pretty nasty cold at that point. So I um, bendered it for like five hours straight trying to finish up the last little bits of the game. And it, I had a lot of fun finishing up that game. Um, I didn't do all of the storyline quests, and I didn't do, like, all of the super bosses or anything. I just kind of, like, pushed through to the end. But um, if it weren't for that Rare Blade RNG, yeah. um, Xenoblade... Why do you care that much? Once you get a few, you should be good. You don't need them all. I wanted them all. You I wanted, had. It's not Pokemon. I no, I had <laughs> to catch all the waifus. I just had to. All the waifus. <laughs> but once you get a good farming method going, it's not that hard. It's just the 
game doesn't really respect a whole lot of your time as far as opening the stupid things. And yeah, the interface has lots of issues in that game. They they see, seem to try and improve parts of it, but really not there yet. And I mean, not to burn a news story later, but I beat this, and then they announced the new game plus and some of the quality of life improvements, and I was like, really. You announced that crap literally 24 hours after I finished this game that would have made my life 100 times easier. Really? So I was annoyed by that, but I got over it. Yep. But, I mean, it was that is a damn good game for the Nintendo Switch. It's pretty good. But, yeah, I, I finished it up, and then... I got sucked into Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, and that, going back to Builders. Uh, you playing that, that on the Switch too? Um, yeah, I, I actually finished that up last night because um, I got it when it came right out. And that was the weekend that I came down with a cold. So that's pretty much all I did that weekend. And the main story of that game goes pretty fast if you're paying attention to all the quests. And you kind of want to pay attention to all the quests because that's what opens up all of the recipes to get better equipment and stuff like that so that you can handle a lot of the monsters in that game because um, a lot of the monsters in Dragon Quest Builders get pretty brutally hard. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I like the best about Dragon Quest Builders and, you know, I heard hearing people playing about it or hearing people playing it and complaining about how they didn't like that there were four different chapters and you leave your base behind kind of prepared me to not really put a whole lot of effort into building the base and making it look all cool all that because you could do that in the sandbox mode so I thought that you know each chapter was going to be just repetitive as hell you know you you get in okay you go you, you do your progression from copper to iron to whatever the mega I think like mithril or, or or callum or something like that and I thought that each chapter was going to be like that but no each chapter throws different mechanics and stuff at you and each chapter is different enough that it kind of makes for an interesting game like the first chapter is very is you know your t your typical building stuff but then the second chapter you have to build a hospital and rescue people that are suffering from a blight and you kind of got to make them like you you rescue them and you put them in this infirmary and while they're recovering they they ask you to like bring you or they ask you to bring them stuff like medicine or food or whatever and you have to kind of fulfill these requirements and that's how you get your townspeople and I kind of liked how different each chapter was in that regard mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really want to get into it too much because I don't really want to spoil a whole lot um, and then in chapter 3 you actually get to get party members and bring people well, you might have been able to do this in the previous chapters, but they didn't make it obvious. Because in Chapter 3, you can get party members and bring a posse with you. And that posse pretty much helps you wreck stuff. And 
I should have organized my thoughts better on this game. I, I was, put it this way, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed Dragon Quest Builders and just how much I got sucked into it. It was one of those games that I would, I would be at work and I would be like just counting down, okay, one more hour until I can grab my Switch and get a little bit into Dragon Quest Builders. And not only that, um, doing stuff in the main story mode on the lock stuff and the sandbox mode. Sure. So you played a lot of sandbox? Um, I played a couple of days worth of it. Um, the sandbox is a little bit overwhelming because I finished everything in the story mode before I did the sandbox mode. So pretty much the entire world is my oyster. But it's so big and there really isn't a world map so it's kind of hard to get around and one thing in the switch version that i well okay let, let me let me let me back up a little bit i popped in the sandbox mode and i kind of messed around a little bit and was like okay well i think i'm gonna move on and play something else because i'm not really you know i already beat the game yada yada and then I go a little bit north of the starting point, and I see that there's a saber cub, and he's being attacked. And I was like, okay, I have to get this saber cub because, you know, it's a cat, and I'm a cat person, and yeah. yada yada. Mm -hmm. So I look, up, I look up how to get the saber cub, and I find out that the saber cub, you can ride around like a mount, and he does like a cute little claw attack and he can jump on things like Mario. And when he jumps on things like Mario, uh, whatever monster you're killing, not only drops whatever's on their loot table, but they drop pixels. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Is and, this only in the switch version? Yes. This is only in the switch version. Oh man. And if you, you go to your crafting station and you see that one of the new crafting stations you can make is a Dragon Quest cartridge, a Dragon Quest Famicom cartridge. And at first I thought, did they put the original game in this? Well, no, I'm not going to get your hopes up. So you use the Saber Cub to get pixels, and you get 30 pixels, and you build the, the uh, Dragon Quest cartridge, and the Dragon Quest cartridge lets you put 8-bit assets into the game. Ooh. So that got me really sucked in. So what I and you can make little areas of the map that you can share with other players and you can either it, it like generates a code and you can either enter the code or you can it'll just like bring in random things people have built in different areas in your base and then you can make something that can go to other people's bases. So what I did for approximately two hours last night, yeah, you have it up on my Twitter page. What I did for two hours this is last crazy. night was I, I built a little house and I made a replica of the world map. I didn't do it entirely. So are these I just, floor tiles? Is that what Yeah, these is? are floor tiles. Yeah. Wow. They're floor tiles and I think if you look like the castle and stuff has a little lip um those are just kind of like flat tiles that you put on top of the floor tiles so i did a recreation of the world map in uh That's dragon crazy. quest builders i didn't do the entire world map to scale i just did it in the little area where you could share it there was no way i was going to do the entire world map in the game because that just would have taken too much time and yeah 
And as you can see, uh, Chris has it. Uh, I'll tweet out the actual code so that people can put it in their game. And I made it in this huge room that's kind of completely black. It took me like three hours to build last night. Um, and I, I did it like that because I kind of wanted you to be able to just step into this world map and kind of be totally immersed. That's great. But... I, I did that, and then I was like, okay, I built that. I think I'm done with this game, finally. <laughs> and How long I, did it take I you to finish the story mode? Um, How long? I want to say about a week and a half. Okay. And I didn't really, like, bend... I mean, aside from that first weekend. That first weekend, I got through the second... The first two chapters... And then kind of pick, picked at it over the course of the week. And then I finished the main story mode Wednesday night. And then Thursday night, I was kind of finishing up some of the challenges. Because that's the thing is that there's hidden objectives in each chapter. And if you do the hidden objectives, that's how you unlock stuff in the sandbox mode. And what, like one of the hidden hidden objectives is um, beating the final boss without wearing the legendary armor, and that took me three tries to get it right because I thought I I read that you could unequip the armor and then do the final blow and it would count and no that didn't count you have to like completely unequip it before phase one ends before you go into phase two so that took me a little while and you can't skip cutscenes either. So that's what I did Thursday night was finishing up kind of the last bonus objectives. And then Friday was me messing around in the um, sandbox mode and making the world map. So if if you blow through it, you could probably blow through this game and the story mode. And So week. here's my problem. I already started this game on PS4. I got through the first whole chapter got to the second one mm -hmm. and it's like oh now you start from scratch again but now it's chapter two and here's a poison swamp for you it's like okay mm -hmm. i guess i can deal with starting over again but then uh, i could go back to that and blow through it but i don't get a kitty cat mount and i have a problem yeah. with that i want the kitty cat <laughs> yeah and you only get the kitty cat and the uh other in the sandbox boat oh you only get it in sandbox oh okay yeah yeah. But the kitty cat kind of compensates for your gear sucking in sandbox mode until you get better gear because that cat can do some pretty decent damage to things. And it also lets you farm materials up just like they're nothing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I really, if you can't tell, I really like this game and I wish that it actually would have been longer. Like they could, it could have used one more chapter and I actually thought that there were more chapters because just of how the UI looked. And I'm, I think that the uh, sequel, when it comes out, is probably going to be a day one purchase. And, and it's the perfect Switch game. I know that that's cliche to say, but it really is a, gr a great game to just kind of play in bed and mess around and then when you actually want to play stuff on the big screen, um, plug it into the dock and just play it on the big screen. And some uh, nighttime gets really dark. So I noticed that uh, 
because I, I tend to play with pretty low brightness on my switch just to kind of keep the battery saved so it, it actually plays a little bit better on the tv if you play like that like i do cool but yeah this, i i love this game mm-hmm. i can't wait for the sequel you think there'll be a sequel yeah, they announced the sequel. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. I don't remember. I, I don't know when it's coming out, and I don't know if it's going to be on the Switch. But I'm pretty sure they'll, they're they going to put it on the Switch. I can't imagine that they wouldn't at this point. At this point, yeah. <clears throat> All right, so that's two games you finished. Anything you're yeah. just still working on? Um, I got Radiant Historia remastered, and I've been kind of plunking through that. Now, had you played uh, the original? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, and I don't really remember any of it because that was just so long ago. And I'm really enjoying reading a story so far. I'm just, I'm annoyed that there isn't a decent side quest guide on the internet, though, because I'm so afraid that I'm going to be missing out on, like, I'm going to miss side quests that you can miss permanently. Because basically you're going into the different timelines and accepting side quests, but you have to like get stuff from the other timeline to complete it. And I really want to do all of the side quests in this game. So, all right. So, um, how about the improvements? You like it better? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I haven't really notice any of the improvements to be honest with you just because it's been so long since i played the original i don't even know if there are improvements because i haven't played the original and i haven't Um, played the new one so there's There's voice voice acting yeah there's voice acting (laughs) okay and the character portraits kind of react to what's going on so they have different character portraits for like if they're sad or angry or whatever and there's a third timeline to go through and i think some other ui tweaks and stuff like that and I, I just unlocked the third timeline and I'm I'm playing it in normal mode because um, there's a, a friendly mode where you can just insta win battles and I kind of wanted to enjoy the combat a little bit but the friendly mode is for people that just want to see the story because this game is supposedly has a very is that new? I mean it, yeah that's okay. new um, I bet, the you, game I bet you Anna very... will do that. Yeah, she she said on Twitter that that's the mode that she's going to play through because the game has a very deep, deep story and um, the battles can get a little bit repetitive. So I, I don't blame anybody for wanting to play friendly mode. I, I kind of want to take my time with the game and enjoy it. And I... The annoying thing is that you can switch to friendly mode at any time, but then you can't switch back. So I don't know. Maybe by the by the time I get sick of it, I might switch to friendly mode just to kind of get through the story. But we'll see. But I'm, I'm enjoying the game so far, and I don't know. Good to hear. I don't know what I'm gonna ma- have to be my console game. I'm debating between either. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors or the Secret of Mana remake. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys would pick. Uh, between Secret of Mana remake and what again? Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. I. Mm, when is the remake out? 
The remake's been out. Oh, has it been? Yeah. What's it on? I forgot. Oh, PS4. PS4. I can't believe I can't believe that's out already. Yeah. I totally mm -hmm. forgot about that. I, PS4, I bought a physical and PC. Oh my gosh. I bought a physical copy. Is it from any GameStop. good? Did we review it? I've heard mixed. Mixed. Uh oh. A few mixed. people playing it. Yeah. It... Hmm. Some people have said that it's an absolutely terrible remake, and some people have said, "Well, if if you like the original, you'll like the remake." And <laughs> that, I, no, those are contradictory, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious about it. I might I might pop it in tonight and just see if I'm gonna continue with it. And is this on not, Switch? It's not on Switch, is it? No, should be on Switch. No, because the Switch got the collection, and I would have rather care. had the collection. I yeah, I know, but I want to play this on Switch. Yeah. But um, yeah, I might pop it in tonight and just see if I'm gonna continue with it. I mean. I don't really have a lot of nostalgia for the original Secret of Mana just because I didn't have it when I was young and it seemed like everybody My had a copy of it. My favorite part about the original is really all the sound design and the, and the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and supposedly the arranged soundtrack really sucks. Oh, really? Can you switch to the original? Yeah, you, okay, yeah, you can switch to the original. Yeah, lots of audio uh, The most important thing for me is the sound effect when the rabbites are... Are killed. Oh, it just—it sounds so juicy, and it makes me thirsty. Huh. <laughs> I don't know why. Something's wrong with me. All right. Well, that's unfortunate. That that might be bad. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm gonna recommend Fire Emblem Warriors because you asked me to pick one. Yeah. Yeah, I might end up going with Fire Emblem Warriors, but we'll see. I don't know how long you've that game you've is. You've seen that that horse somersaults, right? No, I have not. He's, Xander's horse somersaults. You have to play that. It's insane. It depends how you play it. If you play all the history mode, then ages, but the main story is like 15 hours. Oh well, that's not too bad. I didn't want to get. I don't want to get into something really long because I'm gonna to want to start Nino Kuni too mm. when it comes mm -hmm. out, and I don't know when the release date is for that. I think it's like second week in March. You, you know, you'd think we'd know. I should know. March twenty third, <laughs> twenty eighteen, according to the Googles. Okay, so yeah, I could probably get that knocked out before. I need to play the first one still. Um, the first one is okay, but it's a little bloated. Like it, it, you can tell where the DS one ended because you're like, why is this extra stuff in there? Oh, that's because that's the stuff they tacked on on the PS3 version. And it's not good. No, it wasn't. That's too bad. But I, I enjoyed what I played of you know Cooney one. I just thought that. It, it was kind of like the ending of Lord of the Rings or Return of the King where it felt like it went on too long. So, yeah. Janesville Ninja in our chat room likes the Mana remake. So there's some, there's okay. some feedback. 
yeah, I think you do Fire Emblems first since it's only 15 hours, and then do mana. I, whatever. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, I suppose. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm just, I'm always curious of other people's opinions and what they think and what they liked and stuff like that. I have started that that on Switch, and I just don't have the bandwidth for it because if I'm playing Switch, I'm playing Xenoblade. Um, mm-hmm. But I did like what I've played. It felt good, so I think and you'd like it. I, I've never played a Musou game before, mm-hmm. ever. So this is gonna this is gonna be my benchmark to see if I'm gonna pick up Hyrule Warriors remake when it comes out. Because I'm told that Hyrule Warriors is amazing. <laughs> uh, it's it's pretty wild. I've watched people <laughs> speedrun it, but I haven't played it. All right, I have to ask Alice some questions. Alice Wilkinson. Hello, Alice. Waiting for Alice to unmute. Alice. Alice. Alice? No, Alice. Okay. <laughs> well, while Alice gets her stuff sorted. I'm here. Oh, there I you am. are. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I had to I had to set my ma- I had to set my microphone to another microphone and then back again, otherwise Skype didn't pick it up. Aha! And here you were bragging about being on an old version of Skype earlier. Uh, I think again, I think it was because I accidentally pulled my cable out again. Oh, well, that'll do it too. <laughs> so I have questions for you. I can Go see on. that you've played the new 4.2 patch in Final Fantasy XIV. I have. And I say new, and I mean like almost a month ago at this point. But how is it? Yes. Um, well, it got me to play Final Fantasy XIV again because I'd be, had taken a break for a while. Mm-hmm. I've even done the, uh, I've even cleared the extreme mode of the new primal fight as well, which is, well, I mean, it's basically like there, there are some, certainly some Final Fantasy XI throwbacking going on. Who's the new primal again? Biako. Biako? The white tiger. Oh, Biako. Right. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, the storyline surrounding it, which includes running into Gembu, um, you go to a place called Raisin Temple, which plays the Raisin Jima theme oh, from yeah <laughs> from Eleven. All right. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have to collect seals in order to spawn him? No, oh, no, good. it's just a standard <laughs> standard primal fight. Good, because <laughs> that stuff's annoying. But it does have a really good, uh, it has a really good theme that goes with it. Um, the fight is a lot of fun. Is it, um, is it rock? Is it butt rock again? Are we back to butt rock? No, it's, um, this whole expansion, there hasn't been enough butt rock. I'm just saying that. I, it's, I hate uh, that term so much. <laughs> I love that term. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of more, uh, it's kind of got like, I don't know what the music genre is, but it's that genre where they do, um, like rock songs but with traditional japanese instruments Ooh, okay um i it's call that the naruto the, genre <laughs> it's also one of the it's one of the few um it's one of the few primal themes that's actually sung in japanese as well that is actually in fact it's not just sung in japanese it's sung in like ancient japanese rather than modern oh, japanese geez. so you can't even understand it uh not without quite a bit of translation help because most of the words I don't think are actually like, I don't know, they're not in a lot, lot of dictionaries and stuff like that. So, yeah. 
Wait, and then Biako turns into a dude with a tiger arm? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I just want to yeah. fight a tiger. Why does it need to be a dude with a tiger arm? <laughs> I think it's because of the storyline that Biako and the others are involved in. Okay. So, so basically, the other primal fights they're going to add, similar to the Warring Triad in... Uh, I assume from... Shinryu and Gembu and... Well, it'll be uh, Siryu and Suzaku. Suzaku, but not Genbu. Genbu, Genbu's already accounted for. Genbu's a dungeon boss. Oh, okay, you, cool. You have to do the new dungeon, the new side quest dungeon in order to unlock the primal. And are and we going to see Kirin? Um, I think, no, they're doing uh, the more traditional one where the one in the middle is uh, Koryu instead of... Is what? Koryu. Koryu? Okay. Yeah. So you think they'll add Kirin that? Because okay. Kirin wasn't... Kirin wasn't the, uh, the, the wasn't like the other four, and I, yeah. there's a lot of people a little bit confused as to why we got Kirin. Uh, so. Sure, but it's what we got, so that's why I asked. Yeah, 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 yeah no. But yeah, it's just nice to hear that theme again. That very relaxing. Boom. Uh, Boom. Yeah, that. Boom. Boom. Yeah, I hear that theme a lot because I still play yeah. eleven because I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah, practice get. PTSD all over again. Um, the <laughs> thing is, um, no, the gargoyles. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, 4.2 also put in uh, Sigma Escape, which, as a lot of people predicted, is based on um, Final Fantasy VI. Predicted, like they had, they put out a trailer with the freaking Phantom Train. <laughs> what do you mean predicted? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the four the four bosses. Um, I'm gonna list them off. So if you don't want to get spoiled, like skip ahead a minute or two. Um, Phantom Train. Um, I can't remember the name. It's that portrait boss. Yeah, in, uh, in uh, Ozzy's house or whatever. Yeah, uh, Guardian, and of course Kefka. Kefka. Yeah. And so, yes, he does do he does do the laugh when you pull him. So okay, in the extreme version of X Death, like things go crazy and there are literally tears in the fabric of reality, and it is the most amazing intro to a boss I've ever seen ever. Do they have an an equally amazing intro for Kefka? Yes. Okay, good. So in the normal version of the fight, you don't actually fight like the winged Kefka you see at the end of Final okay, Fantasy VI. You yeah. fight his regular form, yes, and you do get the tower and you get the first three parts of Dancing Mad. Mm-hmm. However, if you want to hear the rest of it and you want to see Angel Kefka or whatever the hell he's called, <laughs> you have to do the Savage for yes. version of the fight. And yeah, he, you know, descends slowly from the sky, quotes all his lines from Final Fantasy VI, and there is a fourth part to Dancing Mad. Yes. And then he uses all of, basically all of the same attacks that he did in Final Fantasy VI. So he has um, uh, things like Hyperdrive, Forsaken, Heartless Angel, you know, all the good stuff. Oh, and the fight does actually look extremely difficult. <laughs> but I'm not a Savage Raider. I've only done EX Primals. So the chances of me the chances of me seeing this in person are low. Yeah, I had to watch a video for the uh, X Death one. Yeah, I know a few people who who have managed to do that, and I might actually try doing the X Death one now that everyone's higher item level and mm-hmm, stuff like. Mm-hmm. That. But some of the mechanics are just kind of like uh, it, this is not. There's not a lot of leeway for screwing up in that fight. <laughs> no, because uh, Final Fantasy fourteen has always kind of taken. Rather than that thing where in I, I, I don't I mean I don't know how it is in the rating paradigm in, in WoW these days, but 
it used to be that if you screwed up, it was possible to recover, but you would ultimately like fail in a DPS check or something, and you'd wipe like five minutes later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I remember someone commenting that the thing about Final Fantasy XIV was that while it is still possible to recover, especially with things like Red Mage, um, the DPS checks are now either really tight or the, the fight just wipes you extremely quickly. So you can restart, try again, don't screw up. Yeah. I, I think mythic writing and wow, there's very little room for error. Yeah, so I think it has changed since they've introduced mythic in wow. But, you know, that's just generally how it is. I mean, I, I don't touch that stuff with a 10-foot pole, so I'm, I could be mistaken, but... I mean, it's not, like, hugely my thing, but I didn't... I mean, the EX primals that I've done, which still requires some, like, pretty careful execution in places. Like, uh, Vehicle has a uh, pretty tricky tank swap thing that also requires you to stack the tank as well, and you have to do it twice in a row. Um, and screwing that up is... What do you say? What is that, Chris? I said, oh, shoot, because I'm a tank in that game. So Yeah, so <laughs> in, the, in the normal fight, what happens is, is Bierko picks, picks the tank up and then slams the tank into a stack marker. So you have to soak the tank being slammed into the ground. In, uh, in the EX version, he actually does the move back to back, but applies a massive vulnerability on any one hit. What you have to do is uh, tank number one gets picked up, um, and then three people stack where the tank then he immediately picks up the second tank, so the other three people then have to stack. Uh. And if your group not coordinated... <laughs> I, think, I think Alice just pod-faded. <laughs> yeah. Did I? Yeah, you, 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 you gradually faded out, and <laughs> your connection got bad for a bit. <laughs> oh. Sorry. It's all right. Yeah, no, we heard the three three, and then three in the stacking. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, sure. If you, play as a t- if you play as a tank, I think that fight's actually pretty fun. You just got to bear in mind that he has like a 270 degree cone attack and it isn't telegraphed. You only get a cast bar. <laughs> oh, good. So it's like, you, a, you know, it's oh, like the stupid the- vacuum wave with X death. Yeah. And the best part is the attack's called sweep leg. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Try and avoid that. It's Their localization awesome. team has such fun on that game. <laughs> yeah, they really do. <laughs> yeah, um, that that's all been pretty fun, and I it really liked fighting Kafka. It's a shame we couldn't suplex the train, but whatever. I th- I think it's a cardinal sin. I can't believe it. It's just wrong. I know. I know. Does, does anyone actually just... have the move suplex in that game, though? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, they're all monks, but yeah. no, they don't. They don't have suplex. It's unfortunate. Sadly. <laughs> you know. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. So uh, there's one other game you've been playing that I also have deep interest in. Tell me about building Death Stars and Stellaris. Oh, boy. Um, well, I mean, did you learn how to play Stellaris? Learn That's more how? Of a gen- l- l- listen, I played some Stellaris. I played some with you, I think, at some point. That's about it. Yeah. I don't well, know how might, to play Stellaris well. <laughs> that might actually be for the best because the the version 2.0 that was released with um, the Apocalypse expansion 
kind of changes how a lot of game systems work. I hear there's no longer three ways of doing transportation. Yeah, so um, your the FTL method is now fixed. The other two become very powerful ways of getting around, but they are limited in other ways. Mm-hmm. So previously there was um, jump drives, hyperlanes, and wormholes. Jump drives, you could jump anywhere within a circle. Um, hyperlanes, you moved towards a lot of fixed network of lanes. Like EVE Online. <laughs> yeah, and uh, wormholes, you had to build wormhole stations to create a network. Um, now, the thing is, uh, they were like, well, having that set up means that we can't do certain types of gameplay. So what they did was they made Hyperlane's baseline. They are now the default way of playing and the only at starting FTL method. Um, what you now get is you can still research jump drives but they're now on like a um, a cooldown, and they're designed to tactical jumps across short distances, so you can bypass um, like defensive bottlenecks and things. Like that. Cool. Uh, the other thing is, instead of uh, wormhole gateways, um, there are now a more generalized gateway, which counts as a mega structure. Uh, but uh, if you construct a gateway and you can find ruined ones as well, they all link to each other regardless of who owns them. The other thing is you can also find naturally occurring wormholes that just connect two, two points in the galaxy. Oh, neat. So they're, they're all pretty cool. The other major change is uh, the complete removal of frontier outposts and a totally worked how borders work. The, I'm sorry, you were fading out again. A, f- a complete removal of frontier outposts and what? Yeah, and how borders work. How borders work, okay. Yeah, so you now have to Put a an outpost in every system. If you want to claim it to your territory, you have to have something in it. Good, makes sense. And you can those outposts are, from what I'm aware, they are like no, no upkeep. They don't contribute any kind of cap, that, but they do cost a little bit of influence to build. All right. So for, forget forget <laughs> mechanics changes. Tell me about blowing stuff up, building Death Stars, or or taking over doing crazy ways of taking over societies um, out from under your other enemies? Um, okay, so, so um, the, the alongside the patch is uh, the Apocalypse expansion, which introduces not only the Titan ship class, so you can have one Titan, which is above the battleship. Okay. Uh, and those are customizable, as, as always. And very expensive, um, I assume. <laughs> yep, as you can now also, with a Ascension perk, is you can build Colossus. And the Colossus are... <clears throat> they have no weapons. Uh, they are big sacks of hit points. I think they have times as much big as the fight. But they do have a... Um, they have a... A doomsday weapon of some kind. And there are six different kinds, depending on your race. Uh, sorry, depending on your, like... You're not going to see... And there she uh, goes. The, main <laughs> planet is the, uh, the old planet cracker. It's just outright just. Alice, we're and we're losing you again. <laughs> Are you? Do you have any bandwidth seriously. stuff going on? <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> just keep having that. 
Planet Cracker. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Planet, well, I mean, Planet Cracker is basically exactly what it's right? You know, it just blows the planet up and everything on it. Okay. And it all of it. But, you know, I love, you know, bits. And the other one I think you can get immediately is the Neutron Sweeper, which destroys the entire population on the planet, but otherwise keeps the planet intact. Um, using either of them is generally a good way to get people to hate you, and is probably best reserved for people playing like, you know, slaver empires, people who don't really care for diplomacy, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, but then you can get some slightly more interesting ones, like... Um, the uh, the pacifist shield, which generates an impenetrable shield around the planet, so it basically removes that planet from the game, but doesn't kill anyone. They just stuck the planet. You can put a science station in orbit for a plus ten society bonus. Um, but that's about it. That, that, that's all that planet will ever do. Um, but you don't get a lot of uh, diplomacy except from the empire that you use. Uh, I mostly use that. Uh, I think the other two are unique to certain types of empire. There's one with the uh, uh, population of the planet. Okay, playing a spiritual empire. Playing at the moment. And... And finally, there is, if you're playing the Driven Assimilators, the robot empire from the last expansion, uh, they get one which is basically called Nanovirus. It just turns everything on the planet into cyborgs, which then defect and join your own. Perfect! <laughs> Free robots! <laughs> Free robots. So, depends on how much you like Death Stars, really. Because losses are quite expensive. Are they? Okay. Um, yeah, they're sort of very expensive. I think you can only have one at a time, and they have to be high upkeep costs. I say they're quite slow, have no other weapons. Well, can you keep um, pacifist shielding planets, or no? Um, As in, use it more than once. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. It's a reusable weapon. Okay, cool. Yeah, once it's projected the just shield. Just fly around it's... and just seal all the planets away and. The last guy I did it to do was the uh, the, the next door neighbor robot uh, empire that wants to wipe out the organics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I, I I found their home world and then found their home world. I'm just one, I'm sitting here in orbit. And you can't remove that thing ever, right? Nope. No. It's kind of horrific. <laughs> yeah. Loss. So um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Alrighty, cool. Well, thank you, Alice. Alex, what mm-hmm. have you been up to? I've been playing a bunch of stuff with you. I think. So I think the first one I did was the longest five minutes. That's uh, that's the RPG where you forget everything and have to remember it all during the final boss fight. Yep. 
Is that any good? <laughs> it looked funny. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, actually. I mean, it's a bit weird in that you can probably consider it more of a visual novel than a... Than an RPG? Well, an RPG, yeah, just because a lot of it's about the story rather than the RPG gameplay, which itself is incredibly basic. It's probably SNES, NES era, just basic JRPG, simple turn-based battle system, etc. Is that by the same people that did Half Minute Hero? Uh, it might be. I think it's um, Sweet Pro DX. Okay. It's a developer. So it possibly is. Do, 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 quick checking. Oh, no. Uh, no, Half Minute Hero was marvellous. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no. Completely different because it's MIS America who localised it. And I think the someone's in development along with the other studio. I see. But no, I, well, I quite enjoyed it in the end. It was surprisingly, um, I think it had quite a lot of charm to it. Even though this, the actual story itself is like really basic in terms of what the adventure is in that they are basically just going out to fight the generic Demon King. There's a few twists in it, but it's, yeah, just a bog standard JRPG, but the way it's told is really neat. The premise holds up well and the characters are pretty fun, so... That's the fun thing doing it. You basically have a timer. It's sort of split into two sections. So you've got the final boss battle itself, where you've got like a timer in the right hand corner, which counts up to five minutes. And then during that time, you get basically a bunch of flashbacks to small sequences where you're playing the game. But I think that it broke itself up pretty well, so I enjoyed it. The, I think the main thing people might have an issue with is the price at this stage, because it's I think something like 40 bucks, and it's not an overly long game. Oh, that's pretty so, expensive. Yeah, so it might be one that you sort of want to. When you pick say up not overly long, how long do you think? Uh, I think it was about 15 hours. Okay. I took it, so. It's decent, but obviously, like the production phase and everything aren't huge because it's all pixel based graphics, so. Yeah, it's also very easy. I basically had to use one MP replenishing item at any point during the game. And even that, I don't think I needed to. And basically, you can, aside from the boss battles, you can just basically just spam the attack button and then do the auto heal in the menu after the battle to just replenish everything. And that's more than enough to just get you through it. The boss battles just require you to heal every now and then. Other than that, just keep waiting on the boss. Uh, it does have multiple endings, but basically, there's only one choice you need to make in the game to affect it. The there are choices throughout the rest of the game that's more affecting what happens in the boss fight or which exact flashbacks you see. So, if you make one choice, you'll see some flashbacks. If you make it another, you might see a different one instead. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for that one. That's a thing? Yep. Looking for it on their site, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. Um, it says pre-order. But it's out. Their site's not updated. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, uh, that, getting into February, I think, that came out. 
But yeah, no, it's a premise that holds up surprisingly well. I wasn't sure it was going to. So. <laughs> I might wait for that to go on sale. 40 bucks seems a lot. But... Yeah, if it does go on sale, I'll probably recommend it. So. Cool. Anything else you've been playing? And then I think the most recent one I completed was Defender's Quest, which is a tower, tower defense RPG hybrid, which was... Originally released for PC in like 2012, and then got a sort of special update last year, and is now out on PS4 and Xbox, and coming soon to Vita as well. Okay. But I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. It's the tower defense combat. I'm not a huge fan of tower defense, but the combat was really fun. It's nice setting of things was it not infuriating and frustrating and have to play each map 15 times to figure out the right way to do it and it depends what difficulty level you play it in okay the good thing about the game is it's really just on how the difficulty works because you've got each map has four difficulty settings to start off with and the casual is like really easy so you don't need to bother doing that if you just want to enjoy the game story which is Entertaining. I mean, it's the story itself is fairly straightforward, but all the writing's really good, and there's lots lots of humour in it. So, hmm. thing. But yeah, aside from difficult levels, you have additional settings as well, where you can change how much experience or money you get at the end of a battle. So you can like bump it up to three hundred percent if you just want to blitz through everything. I think I was playing a nor. I played normal difficulties as the second of the four for most of the maps, and I was playing it, and I didn't find it too challenging. I think at the end, there's a couple of difficulty spikes where I just gave up and switched to casual for those. But aside from that, it was neat. It was fairly logical about how you were going to go about placing people and things like that. So you you get I think yeah six up to six classes in the end. So you've got things like berserkers who just attack anything that goes nearby. You've got rangers which shoot people. You've got I think ice mages which can slow them down and so forth. And so you've got you've got to place those and just make sure they intercept all the pe- people that come from the spawn points and try and get to your main char- character. You have to protect with them. Um, so you use Psy or PSI to place them and then you use you gain more Psy as you defeat enemies and then you use that Psy again to power power them up so it's a bit of a bit of a tactics about placing them and then a bit more tactics about which ones you power up first and so forth do you know there's a sequel they're working on indeed it's got a turtle tank well that's different and music by Nobuo Uematsu. Really? Yeah, that's what it says on their page. Okay. They must have commissioned it. <laughs> I'm, assuming that's, yeah, I'm assuming that's the usual one track to for yeah, theme song. <laughs> I'm, I assume it's like one one song, but still, it's neat. <laughs> yeah. Pre-orders are closed. What does that mean? I don't know. That means it's not out yet, and who knows when it's going to be sure. out. <laughs> it's not announced. We don't know when it's going to be out, so... <laughs> 
I'm not sure they've ever been opened. Turtle Tank. That's a cool idea. I like the graphic style yeah. of the second one. Um, but whatever. Cool. Yeah, no, the graphics are pretty neat in the first one as well. It's sort of retro. The DX version is like fairly updated from the original 2012 version. So. so is this on Switch or PC or what? It is play? on PS4 and Xbox. Well, the least least is PS4 and Xbox. It's coming to Vita this quarter. And it was released on PC last year. Okay. So the, PC, the updated version. PS4, Xbox, and eventually Vita. Yeah. The one thing you does have is, obviously, as it's a tower defense game, it's probably not ideally suited to being controlled with a gamepad. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. But how did you play it? I played it with a gamepad. I okay. think the thing is, you've got full control over time, so you can pause it immediately and still be able to do actions and so forth. So you've got the time to just make adjustments as you need to without having to react immediately. Which helps, and it probably does as good a job as adapting the controls as you can expect to it. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's probably one way you would want to see it on the Switch, because at least then you can use a touchscreen and that will work quite nicely for it, so... Perhaps I'll consider it in future. I Yeah, you would think. Or maybe they'll just put the second one out on Switch. Oh, that day. Let's see. So this thing's fifteen bucks on PC. It is fifteen bucks on PS4, and I assume fifteen on the other one, on Xbox. So there you go. Anything else you played? Oh, yeah, Digimon been, story. Digimon. Yeah, I've been very slowly working through that. It's I'm sort of burning out a bit because it's playing exactly like the first one, and I'm. I'm surprised Alice bored. didn't nothing... get into that yet. So, uh, did so it plays just like the first one. Is yep. Storyline and all that sort of stuff that you graduate yeah, through and all that. Yeah. So yeah, you've got the chapter things. You've got quite sort of requests and stuff to go and do. They've also all the all the Digimon combat system where you train Digimon, raise them, etc. Is exactly the same. So. Is there an island where you send them to to do things yep. and all that? Okay. Yep. Yeah, but all that's there. So if you want more of that last Digimon game that people liked, um, here you go. <laughs> yeah. It's got some interesting bits in the new story. The new characters are fairly interesting, but still. Yeah, that game put me to sleep a lot. <laughs> yeah. The core detective doesn't appear enough. That's what I'm... Yeah. Alrighty. Well, with that, I think we're going to start some news, folks. Woo, we got a lot of news, too. It's been a while. So let's see what we got here. <clears throat> First up, we have a Western release for Metal Max Xeno from Katakawa Games. Uh, that's a tank-based RPG series. Uh, we have no details, but uh, Gaijin loves the game. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not actually confirmed. It was basically Katakawa puts it on their Japanese website that they want to. They want someone to release it in the West. And it's got tanks, and it's an RPG, and you aim tanks at things and shoot them. It looks like. I have no idea how this game works, but okay. Cool. So Metal Max is your number. Yeah, you fight with tanks. Alright. Uh, Spiderweb Software put out a Vernum 3 Ruined World uh, for PC and Mac. It's the third in the ground-up remakes of the first of Vernum trilogy, uh, which came out in the early thousands. They are also planning to put this out on mobile. So you can uh, you can check this out. Uh, they're going for kind of that old 
uh, isometric computer RPG look with these sorts of games. So see if you like that. Uh, da, 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 da. We've got CyberConnect2 announcing plans for things. So these are the folks who made the .hack series, um, and they are announcing they're going to make a new project over the coming year. Uh, three, excuse me. Uh, Have they provided any indication as to what this project is? Let's see. <laughs> three projects it dubs the Trilogy of Vengeance. Only the first of them will be an RPG. Tentatively translated to Fugue of the Battlefield and described as an action strategy RPG depicting hope and despair. <laughs> With the keywords mm -hmm. War, Vengeance, and Beast. Okay. Um, the second title is called Tokyo Ogre Gate, and it is a high-speed parkour-style slashing action with keywords Schoolgirl, Vengeance, and Steampunk. And the third, Cecile, is described as a 2.5D side-scrolling witch action with the keywords Gothic Lolita, Vengeance, and Witches. Okay, there you go. Uh, okay, then. And they're also going to put out an anime called Mecha Ood with uh, Studio Tri-F, which I guess is an animation studio, so. Things Mecha are happening. Ud. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Okay, Anna's shouting at me from the other room that they announced they're going to announce things at GDC. <laughs> okay. Um, Obsidian Entertainment and Versus Evil's upcoming Pillars of Eternity Two: Deadfire is going to be released on consoles, which I didn't think we were doubting, but uh, they are confirming PS4, Xbox One, and Switch in the 2018 holiday period. Uh, the port will be done by Red Cerberus. Never heard of them. And uh, yeah. And Alice forgot to mute her key, her mic. Um, Alice, we can hear you typing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, the Surge got a sequel announced from uh, Focus Home Interactive. They announced a sequel for The Surge. Uh, developer, I guess, is Deck 13. So that is, uh, you know, The Surge is kind of a Dark Souls-y type game um, with limb targeting and stuff. It, it looks cool, but, uh, you know, you're either into those games or you aren't, right? So more of those yeah, coming. Yeah. I seem to remember those weren't considered, uh, Surge wasn't considered particularly good because it was trying to be Dark Souls and didn't quite hit the mark or something. I like how it's kind of like if Apple computer took over the world sort of thing, their storyline thing, or Facebook rather, not Apple, like a tech startup taking over the world and then things going bad. I like that story hook idea, right? But as far as the gameplay itself, yeah, I can't speak to it. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> um, Fire Emblem Warriors has got some DLC coming. On, uh, it's already out, I guess. Uh, three new characters, uh, Navarre, Minerva, and Lind. And they added new skills, history mode maps for each of the characters, blah, 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 blah. It's part of the uh, second... It's the second DLC pack for Fire Emblem Warriors. Following the Fates DLC pack, it's part of the season pass that was 20, or an individual purchase for 9. And there you go. We talked about Fire Emblem Warriors earlier. Xenoblade 2 gets New Game Plus, which has been delayed till March 2nd due to a bug should have been out now but it's not makes me sad because well i guess it makes make you sad. sad it doesn't make me sad it makes you sad because you're done with the game now yeah you'd still benefit from the new yeah and stuff. i've got plenty I, of I, stuff to play in the meantime so yeah it's good for me all right so next friday is it next friday next friday yeah next friday yeah. there'll be a patch why do patches come out on friday now i don't know that bugs me but whatever um at least they're out at some point they're going to add a bunch of things. So they're adding New Game Plus, Easy Mode Difficulty, 
which I don't know. Can you switch down to easy mode? Um, I don't think you can currently, but I'd be curious to see if you could can switch mid game. Well, I mean, that's question. I mean, it's not in there now, so they're adding it. So, all right. So here, um, new game plus has some things I don't want to talk about. Um, you can use all the blades, including a bunch of blades that are spoilers. Let's just say that. Uh, you drivers can be leveled down at inns if you want to make the game more challenging. Um, bonus XP can be used to purchase special items, like uh, things that allow drivers to equip more accessories. Um, da -da 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 -da. It carries over your levels, your driver level, your driver and blade equipment and growth, awakened blades, items, and gold, town development levels, merc level, event theater contents, and unique monster kills. So all the stuff that you'd care about carrying over seems to carry over. It'll reset quests, heart-to-heart -heart events, fast travel points, and cleared mercenary missions. Ugh. No, you got to do them all again. <laughs> They're so easy, though. Yeah, they just take time. And as we learned, they don't progress while you've got the Switch sleeping. No. Except when they do. No. Still want an answer on what's going on with that. Yeah. Okay, so uh, new things that they're adding. Blades can be locked, preventing them from accidental releasing. So you don't, don't accidentally get rid of your rare blade. Though sometimes people do get rid of rare blades on purpose because then they want to resummon them on another character. So. Um, my issue dealing with that was the ending up with a lot of four-star blades that I accidentally released. Oh, no. Because if you, if you max out their affinity chart, you get an overdrive protocol. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, the Blade Awakening cutscene can be skipped. Yay! Uh -huh. <laughs> It's a big that deal. That cutscene. It takes forever. <laughs> Not only does it take forever, it taunts you because it sees stuff that you haven't got yet that shows up, but it's always the last one that you get. It's so annoying. Yeah. Just a little. Um, there's an enlarged mini-map that includes icons set on the quick travel screen. Yay! Better mini-map! Um... My wife is yelling at Alexa in multiple rooms. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Alexa decided to rebel. <laughs> Alice, we need that thing to pacify the robots. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's still going! <laughs> Sorry, we're having the AI singularity in our house. <laughs> Let this be the last podcast of humanity. All right. Easy mode difficulty is being added. Um, standard is now labeled normal. Uh, new sorting options added to various areas, including accessories, blade list, etc. Hopefully, it'll remember the sorting you chose last time. That would be nice, wouldn't it, Kelly? Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. That would be really nice. Or, you know, have a sane auto sort or something. It'd stop kicking you back out and forgetting your sort as soon as you use an item from a menu. You know, mm, the interface of that game has issues. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go read our review for Xenoblade and I don't know, whatever. I didn't criticize the UI. <laughs> Say what? I you didn't did. criticize the UI. You I didn't notice them. You should have. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, the UI has so many issues. All right. NIS America had a press event. Anna made me watch it instead of the Olympics. I wish she hadn't. Um, they showed off the longest five minutes, which we just talked about. They showed off that they're publishing the Switch version of Yummy Yummy Tummy's Fallen Legion, um, with dubbed Fallen Legion Rise of Glory, that has the, both the PS4 and, and Vita versions in it. Um, they talked about The Witch and Hundred Night 2, and maybe that one will be good this time. Penny Punching Princess got an English trailer and a release date of 
Oh, sorry. I should talk about the release dates. Witch in the Hundred Nights 2 is coming March 27th in North America, March 30th in Europe. Penny Punching Princess, April 3rd for Switch and Vita in North America, March 30th in Europe. Um, Fallen Legion, May 29th in North America and June 1st in Europe. And finally, uh, their surprise game, which is Toho Genso Wander, which reloaded, which is an enhanced version of the roguelike Toho game. Um, it is. Uh, wait, which console was that on again? Was it Vita or? For which? The new Toho? To- yeah, Toho Genso This Wander. will be I for think... Switch and PS4. Yeah. First yeah. one, I, I don't know what it was on. I think the first one was for Vita, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure, so. It might have been on PS3 as well, but I'm not sure. Um, the first, the first one, or this new one, will be released in North America and Europe on PS4 and Switch in 2018. Features the original game, all of its DLC, extra characters, and scenarios. Uh, there's going to be a limited edition for 80 bucks, and uh, it's Toho. It's a Toho Dojin, so it's not an official Toho. It's a fan-made Toho. I can't keep that stuff straight. The point is, there's cute witch characters who blow things up because it's Toho. So go watch that or not. I don't care. Uh, the other title now was Labyrinth of Refrain, Coven of Dusk. The dungeon crawling RPG was it's going to be released fall of 2018 in North America and Europe for Switch, PS4, and PC. Switch and PS4 physical and digital PCs digital only. There's a limited edition for Switch and PS4 with a tarot deck and a label pin set, hardcover book, labyrinth frame. What's this? Um, Plits players in the role of the living book Tractatus de Monstrum. Players summon various puppet soldiers to navigate the labyrinth of refrain, sending them to retrieve te- treasure and artifacts while overcoming obstacles, puzzles, and creatures. Is this a management sim or is this a dungeon crawler? This it's is a dungeon, a dungeon crawler. crawler. Yeah, it's a dungeon first, crawler. It's a first-person dungeon crawler with anime art. Okay, cool. Standard stuff. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds weird. And then, and, oh, first-person dungeon crawler anime. Okay, got it. Uh, there's, You can watch a video and Anna will probably play it. Labyrinth of Refrain. Oh, she says yes. Like, she's very excited, actually. Looks really fun. I just like how cute the book looks. (laughs) It's a very cute monster book. (laughs) I'm happy. I'm going to destroy everything. Um, Let's see. Kingdom Hearts 3 got an update. Here we go. At the Disney D23 Expo in Japan... They put out new videos for Kingdom Hearts 3, including one very disturbing one showing the Monsters Incorporated forms of Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Uh, hey, it's nice to I, see... I actually didn't see that, but I kind of want to now. You should go see that. You can just look it... up Monsters, Inc., Goofy, and uh, you'll get plenty of images. And you'll Yeah, never good, wanna... good to know... Good to know Squeenix is using that Spore character creator. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, they are asserting Kingdom Hearts is still coming out this year. Apparently. All right. I will believe it when I see it, though. Supposedly they're announcing a release date at E3. That's what I heard. We have some news now about God Wars. They're getting a complete edition. This is the tactical RPG. Anna, did you like God Wars? You finished it? She finished it, folks. She liked it. Alex liked it, too, I think. Yeah, I was met on it. Oh, you were met on it. Oh, I thought somebody. Josh, liked Josh it. is the one who liked Josh it. Josh liked it. Okay, okay. So there we go. We've got two, two, two likes and a meh. <laughs> it's a tactical RPG. The, the meh doesn't like tactical RPGs that much. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's getting an enhanced edition. Um, it is going to be on the Switch, 
and the enhanced version is also coming to PS4 and Vita. So it comes with all the original content of the game, plus it's upcoming the Labyrinth of Yomi expansion, with the expansion also available to purchase for those with the original release. The new version will include new playable characters, a boosted maximum party size from 8 to s- to eight from six faster battle speed unlock level and skill limits new game plus elements new story element modes new findings and new music so no word on the release date though no word on wait hold on i take that back next story has that uh, <laughs> uh nis america will be putting it out in north america it's going to be called god wars the complete legend uh, the complete legend it's coming out fall 2018 for $55. Um, oh, $55 for the limited edition. That's uh, for, you get the Switch version, a soundtrack sample CD, a hardcover art book, and a collector's box. And that's all we've had announced here is the Switch version. Um, oh, you have to basically buy the expansion for PS4 Visa. The other two just buy the expansion? Okay, cool. Yeah. They did confirm that the expansion's coming. That's all we care about. All right. And that will get you basically up to the level of the, of the, of the, com- the complete legend edition sort of the, what are we calling it? Enhanced edition, you know, because you get all the little changes. So there you go, God Wars, more God Wars for people like God Wars. Um, open world comedy RPG. What? And um, you missed the Lost oh, Child. Oh, did I miss stuff. one? Oh, sorry. What's what's about Lost Child? Tell me about Lost Child. That's also coming to Switch. That was on the end of the second God Wars story. So what is The Lost Child? It's Kadokawa Games doing SMT. Yeah, it's basically. a sequel to El Shaddai. Oh, okay. If you, right. you remember that at all. Yep. Had good music. Okay. Open world RPG with cats. What? Not open world. Is it open world? Yeah. Open world design dungeons and action-based combat where players can build their own custom combos. It also features simulation aspects where players can buy property, hire staff, do driving and other mini games, and it has cats that are both good and evil. Um, so we have cats, we've got people, we've got people and cats, with a weird art style. I don't know what's going on in this game, but I see a cat running around collecting coins. It looks that's, budget. That's a lizard. That's a lizard? Okay. Yeah, that's good. You have died due to incompetence and poor judgment. Okay, that sounds accurate. Um, got a cat doing CPR on a human. We've got a fat cat in charge. I, I don't know what's going on. It's called Abo Kashem. K H A S H E M. It's out now as of yesterday for PC, PS4, Xbox One. Kelly, you're the cat person, so you tell me. Um, game looks funny, but it also I actually watched a review of that this morning and. The mechanics in the game are pretty broken, but the comedy itself looks funny. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe if it goes on sale. Mm. Folks, there's another Shining game coming out? Isn't that series dead? Um, Dead as far as localization, but it's been alive in Japan for quite some time now. We just haven't gotten any of the games. It is a remaster of the Japanese-only PS3 title Shining Resonance called Shining Resonance Refrain. It'll be released in North America and Europe for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC this summer. Uh, it includes all the DLC, the original release, two new playable characters, and who join in a what-if scenario geared towards players who had already beaten the game. Okay. Um, what is it? It's real-time combat, so it's not a strategy RPG. 
It's um, Tales of Shining. Tales of Shining, but not Shining Force Neo. I don't know. I've never played any Shining games. Um, I I played Shining Force Neo, and believe it or not, I actually enjoyed it. But I was also really hurting for a Diablo clone way back when it came out. Yep. I'm one of the weirdos that actually doesn't mind the Shining. It's also game. weird um, to see a Shining game with only humans in it. Yeah. I just wait the inevitable uh, appearance of costumes in Fantasy Star Online 2. Okay, fair enough. Because um, it's a Sega thing. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll get all these costumes. Uh, you didn't talk about playing PSO2, Alice. Did you stop playing that? That's uh, because I've rotated off it for the moment. Fair enough. It happens. That means you have time now to play the Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition demo. Uh, I'm still not sure. I kind of want to get this because, well, I think it will probably look a lot better on my machine. And I don't yeah. have to go through Don't you have a 1080 Ti? Have... Yeah, I do. I, <laughs> I bought one before all the crypto miners got to it. Yeah. I think uh, you're, you're pretty good position here for having some pretty looking Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, but... I mean, and also the fact that I don't have to wire up my PS4 in order to play it. But Did you ever finish time, it? No. Okay. Did you ever play it? Yeah, no, I definitely played it. I have, I have it on PS4. Did you do one of those things so like me get to 60 hours either. in Chapter 3? Uh, Yeah, that's kind of where I stopped, I think. Yeah, okay. So what about Square Enix, Alice? Alex? Uh, they, have, they haven't finished it either. Oh, they haven't finished it either. <laughs> This is true. They keep adding DLC. So let's see. The demo covers the first chapter of the game. It will arrive on PCs February 26th, so two days from now. The full game will be out March 6th. Uh, there's pre-order bonuses, each depending on which storefront the game was purchased from. And then uh, if it's like what they did on consoles, you'll be able to buy them all. Um, for players who pre-order on Steam, several in-game costumes, uh, Noctis, um, a Gordon Freeman costume, um, uh, scientist glasses and a crowbar. Uh, a strength increasing episode Gladiolus t-shirt. That's for Kelly. Um, an increased health regeneration episode Prompto t-shirt. And a critical hit increasing episode Ignis t-shirt. And an HP increasing Comrades t-shirt. Okay. Uh, if you get it on Origin, you get a Regalia decal set. Or as Anna likes to say, decal set. Uh, featuring the characters from 15 and Kingsglaive. Uh, and if you buy the game on the Windows 10 store, which, who are you? Uh, you'll receive the Dota Nuki, a sword that increases that decreases enemy defense with each slash, as well as 10 Phoenix Downs and Elixirs. Okay, you're smart, if is who you are, because that sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, the Windows 10 version of the game will also be able to transfer saves from the, PS, uh, from the Xbox One version and be able to play with Xbox players in the multiplayer mode. Wow, okay. Yeah, the Windows 10 version seems like the one to get unless it's somehow crippled by being a universal app or some crap like that. Um, hey, that's what that. my money's on. I don't know. I, they've done other games without that happening, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. New to the Windows edition is an expanded map to feature the ruins of the city of Insomnia, housing new side quests and enemies. Um, a fully controllable royal vessel boat has been added, allowing for exploration between Cape Kayam and Altissia, a new item hidden somewhere in the world, which allow for a new ability known as Ar Armager Unleashed, which, when activated, will grant powerful attacks. <laughs> a first-person mode has been added to the game, because that's what it was lacking. And all the editions will also be available for consoles, part of the Royal Edition, due to release at the same date, that February 26th, or excuse me, that March 6th date. Um, and does this include all the episodes? Right. Uh, yes. 
Does it include well, all the DLC, or is there more DLC coming still? There's more. Um, DLC there's coming. more oh, DLC. There's more coming soon. Oh, is it the next story? Or something? I think they're, saying they're going to be releasing some in 2019 as well. I'm going to cover it now. The Pocket Edition is out for iOS and Android. So if you want to play Final Fantasy 15, at decidedly not a uh, GE Force 1080 Ti level of graphics, you could play it now on your iPhone or Android device or iPad. Um, everything's very chibi. This will be the way Anna Marie plays the game. So I'm looking forward to how that goes and when she can report on it to us. Anna, when are you playing Pocket Edition? Soon? Okay, she says soon, which for her could be tomorrow. She plays games so quickly. Um, I just can't get past that art style. I think it's cute. <laughs> I know Max Storm's my... playing it this way. <laughs> they ruined my husbando in that art style. Oh, come on. He's very he's very squishy faced. <laughs> Don't be racist. I know. <laughs> racist against iOS game models. Um so THQ I don't even know what's going on. Um THQ Nordic acquires Deep Silver parent Kosh Kosh or Cock Media. I don't know how to pronounce it. So THQ just bought THQ, I think. I don't know what's going on. Somebody explain this to me. T- like, THQ bought um, Deep Silver. Deep Silver, which had previously bought Saints Row from THQ. <laughs> but this is the new THQ, which just yeah, bought it's, the... it's So somebody not, bought yeah, Saints it's... Row, somebody bought THQ's name, and now the company that bought THQ's name is buying Saints Row, essentially. So THQ yeah. now has Saints Row again. <laughs> yeah, they were, not, not, they were Nordic games. Yeah. <laughs> So everything's back together. We have a new THQ that's totally not the old THQ, but they have all the stuff the old THQ had and more. <laughs> all right, Kelly, while Battle for Azeroth is pre-purchasable, did you buy it? Not yet. I'm waiting to see how they're going to handle the physical collector's edition because um, yep. I have all the physicals. And people are thinking that they might not do a physical one this time around. Fair enough. Um, it always takes a while, though, for that to get announced. I, yeah, I know. And it, it's frustrating. I kind of wish they would, because I really want to pre-order so that I could get early access to the Allied races. But um, Yeah, it's always frustrating, too, because it's always something like that going on. And they handle it very poorly because they just give you your key back if you buy the physical edition. And you have to call customer service and all that stuff. And I, I don't want the key back. I would rather have it have that money refunded as game time. Yep. So. They did that once, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, I think they did it for Diablo 3. The Diablo 3 collector's edition. Oh, yeah, edition. that's what it was. Yeah. And the annual pass and they refunded the difference for that as game time. So I don't know why they don't do it like that for this. I mean, Blizzard, you're going to get my money no matter what. Let me kind of distribute it how I want. I did jump back into WoW a little bit during my my time off. It was just one day that I did it. They gave me a seven-day pass and I was so Mm -hmm. obsessed with Eleven I was only able to get myself to play one day. But holy Mm -hmm. crap, um, lots of things have happened in WoW. And I logged in and got like a billion artifact points and like finished my weapon almost immediately and all sorts of crazy stuff. So if you haven't played this current expansion lately, they've got a lot of catch-up mechanics for you. Unless you need to unlock flying. I 
think you still need to do all that the hard way. But... Yeah, you still have to unlock flying the hard way, but once you unlock it, it's across all of your alts. Yeah. But, yeah, it's really weird, too. So this, there's a lot of narrative story in the current WoW expansion, um, Legion, and, and it's so weird what they make you have to have played and completed to unlock the next areas and what they don't make you play. Because if mm -hmm. you just do the minimum people who are dead just show up like it's no big deal and you're like what just happened and it's like well you didn't do all the story quests where you would have seen how they came back and stuff and it's like <laughs> it's really strange <laughs> oh and it turns out the draenei had a starship yeah why not well they of course yeah. they did they they crashed on azeroth in one yeah no no but as in a working one well they'd been working on that they just didn't tell you about it you know because that's how that works yeah <laughs> And there's a big spoiler thing that I want to talk about with Kelly at some point because I'm like, what did Illidan just do? Oh, uh, that. <laughs> I, possibly like one of the... I actually, I don't know whether or not I kind of want to cringe at that line of particular line of dialogue. Oh, yeah. Jesus I Christ. know. <laughs> I am my scars. Oh, just, oh my god! Well, why don't you bust out some Lincoln Park there? <laughs> yeah, I honestly was expecting some Lincoln Park. I just, uh, I mean, because I have finished the, I finished the August storyline, and I also did the raid as well. Okay. Yep. Which so of course, you, you got to see the giant sword. Yeah, so I get to see um, spoilers, spoilers, Sogera spoilers. stick his stick his dick in Azeroth. Hey, wait, wait was that was that his sword? Uh, oh, no, no. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just kind of broken off, and he left it in Silithus, and Silithus doesn't exist anymore, which is fine because everyone hated hey, that. Hey, spoiler. Well, yeah, you're right. But yeah, everyone spoilers. hated it. Nobody gives a crap. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> well, they even said that in the cutscene. Nothing good ever comes from Silithus. <laughs> No, I mean everyone hate everyone hates the place, so they just blew it up. I mean, you know, it worked for Square Enix and the entirety of Final Fantasy XIV version one. Yeah. Did Did you fly to the top of the sword? No, I didn't fly to the top. I couldn't be bothered. I had to fly to the top of the sword. That thing is humongous. Well, yeah. Innuendo, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I don't like is. So I actually got the pre-order for Battle for Azeroth as a gift uh, yeah. for uh, sticking to my diet. Okay. Things. Yeah. Um, so I uh, um, I did get that. I do have my, my 1-1-10 boost. Great. Um, and they were like, well, you know, there's this whole thing about the allied races, but never mind, you got to do rep requirements. And I'm just like, back. Yeah, I think that's... A, a big misstep on Blizzard's part. It's making you do that content because some of them are very easy to grind up, but the two that you have to grind up in Argus are very hard. I I was just doing that rep, just trying to get mounts, and it took me two months. Whoa. Yeah. So because I took a break, it's still after... faster than my weapon in Final Fantasy Eleven. I just want. Yeah. To so that. I I still I still took a uh, I took a break after four point came out. Um, you know, I finished all the storylines. I did most of Suramar, for example, and then I stopped. And I just let patch 4.1, 4.2, and 4.3. Isn't it 7.1, 7.2, 7.3? Yeah, sorry. You're thinking of 14. 
yeah, so I, I just let 7.1, 7.2, 7.3. I basically just sort of let them happen and only started playing again with 7.3.5. Yep. And so I actually had, I'm like, most of the way through Brevard for High Mountain, I'm exalt. I was already exalted for Suramar. Uh, well, you're lucky. The, I'm not. But with the Argus ones, uh, no, <laughs> very no. I'm actually already over halfway through Brevard for Army of Light, but that's only because um, they recently buffed the amount of rep that you get from certain world quests, but. The other thing is, uh, my main character is part of a Draenei only guild on Worm Rest of Ward, the second largest RP server on the US realms. And everyone else is kind of like, oh yeah, Lifeforge Draenei, they're all awesome. And I'm just sitting there like, I've still got to do my rep grinds. Okay. Yeah, that that's a. I, I don't think that's a good idea, making forcing you to do old content for the new expansion. Or at the very least, if they're going to do it like that, then they need to put in some sort of catch-up mechanics so that people can fast-track it. Because some some people come back to the game for expansions. Well, I imagine when um, Battle of Azeroth comes out, they'll probably remove the uh, remove the um, prerequisites. But they already got I rid of the Surmar rep for one of the things that, for their dailies, right, or something like that. Yeah, and there's a lot of account-wide stuff. Although the other thing that I'm missing for a um, for the Horde side allied races at the moment is you need a level 110 Horde character in order to do the scenarios that unlock them. Okay. And I don't have one yet. I never bothered leveling well, my Well, you've priest, got a free 110. <laughs> no, I, well, yeah, but um, I've already used that oh, okay. on one of my alliance side characters. Do you have a spare 100? <laughs> Uh, no, I do have a level 100 Horde side priest. Okay. But I just haven't touched that character in yeah, quite a long time, so much too. so that I think they may actually still be logged off in their garrison. Fair enough. You know. Um, I, I, I can... Sorry, I can tell you that it is it is really easy to get to 110 if you level via um, Legion invasions. But you have to unlock and, those. Uh, yeah, but they're they already unlocked. Um, okay. As I think, as long as you do them on, I've like on done one character. on your main, also, yeah, yeah they, they're unlocked for everyone, regardless. Okay, good. Because they're really easy to do. Just get into a group and just kind of let people that actually have decent gear kind of cheese them for you, and you you can get like a level or two per Legion invasion pretty easily. You just kind of gotta time time your day around it. Mm. is the annoying part but usually yeah. Legion invasions last like six hours too busy doing uh world quests when i bother logging in so yeah that's one just basically the reason why i didn't talk about it was it's just world quests there's world nothing interesting there. yeah it's true it's like me petting my rabbit all right um <laughs> battle for azeroth so now we know the game it's going to come out before september 20th or by september 20th that's what they're promising Gave themselves a wide window there. Yeah, they did that last year and came out early. Okay, or last two years, whatever it was. Yakuza 6 has been delayed, folks. Yakuza 6 has been delayed to March 20th, 2018. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was going to be March 20th. It's been delayed to April 17th. And there, But there will be a demo available on the 27th of February, so that's very soon. And you'll be able to transfer your save file from the demo to the main game. So you can, get a, you can jump start on it. 
Oh, I forgot to mention that for Dragon Quest Builders, you cannot transfer your save file from the demo to the main game. So, lame. Yeah, it, it really was lame because they put it like right at a point where it would have been a good point to transfer a save file. And j- just a warning for anybody that put a considerable amount of time into the demo. Anyway. All right, we have Focus Home Interactive and Don't Nod Entertainment have announced that they're, that Vampire's got a date, June 5th, 2018, for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. That's one where you're a doctor, but also a vampire, and have to decide whether to feed on people or help them. Uh, Dragon's Crown Pro is coming out May 5th for PlayStation 4 Pro, or for PlayStation 4, I don't know, I guess just PlayStation 4. If you have a pro you get 4k resolution stuff cross save and cross play with the ps3 and vita versions sunless skies was delayed it was going to come out in may for uh, this was the sequel to darkest seas i forget sunless sunless, sunless sea, sea which in itself is kind of a pseudo sequel to fallen london if you've ever played that mm. uh and now they have no date for it so yeah, I'm actually still thinking. I'm still thinking about getting that at some point, actually. Well, now you have to wait longer. Well, no, it's in early access, so. Oh, is it? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, there you go. Harvest Moon: Light of Hope has got a special console edition coming. Um, called Harvest Moon: Light of Hope Special Edition. It'll come out PS4 and Switch in May of 2018. Um, new details about what's actually in that will come be announced later because. They like to tease people like that over there at Natsume. And there you go. Didn't you play Light of Hope? Yeah, I've got a Light of Hope game on my PC here. Okay. My wife kind of works for the company, so I wanted to check it out. I found it the least offensive of the Natsume-created Harvest Moon games, so... um, If I was more into them, I'd probably be playing it a lot. (laughs) They're not for me, so let's just be clear about that, but... uh, Whatever. You're right. I can't really. That's a terrible recommendation. <laughs> I kind of still want to go back and play it. It's just that gameplay is not really for me. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2 has got a PC version date. That's going to be Steam, GOG, Humble Store on February 14th. Oh, it's out. It's out? Is it out? Yes. It is out. We're catching up on like a month of news here, folks. Trails of Cold Steel 2. It's on the PC. Yay! So go buy it if you've been waiting. South Park Stick of Truth is available for PS4 and Xbox One. Um, is available? Yeah, is available. They yeah, were. Available. It was a oh. yeah. Oh, I see. Bonus. I see. This is the first game you can buy it separate now if you want to for some reason. Before it was bundled. Got it. Yeah. All right, Chemco Alert, Chemco Alert, Fly High Works Tactical RPG, Ambition of the Slimes, releases for PC today. Um, and, wait, where's it I think from? that was when, when it was written. Say what? It was like, it's like a week and a half ago. Well, so it's out. This says Chemco Tactical RPG, but I don't see Chemco involved anywhere in this, this uh, logo. Is I see Circle. Oh, I, I see, confused. I see. Whoops. Okay, so no, tem- no Chemco. Circle, Fly High Works. We are canceling the Chemco alert. We are come on, coming down from Chem Chemcom 5 down to Chemcom 1. Right? I think that's the way that works. 
There's slimes. This is the one with slimes and stuff. And, yeah, Ambition of the Slimes. And you have to play as the slimes and get them stronger and beat the humans. So it's out on iOS and 3DS. Now it's out on PC. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who fight by jumping into the mouths of humans and controlling them. Oh, boy. <laughs> that looks fun. I hope well, somebody I plays hope that and tells us good. about it. Yeah. I don't think they care about how they taste. All right, that weird folklore adventure game that we saw at E3 called Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Uh, that's coming out on February 28th for PC, Mac, and Linux. It'll be 20 bucks. It's very narrative-focused, and you can go check that out. they got a video, and check out the voice cast there. Earthwalk is uh, coming out. This game's been out for a while on other platforms. Now it's coming out on the should-have-been edition, is what they're calling it, for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and Switch. It'll be 30 bucks. If you've played the original version, you'll get the new version for free. Um, save games will not be compatible across versions. So this was a Kickstarter game, and they're working on a sequel. That's the one with the pig, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, the pig guy. I just He's iconic. Yeah. All right, well, Earthlock, Festival of Magic Should Have Been Edition, pig rabbit guy. So go check that out. Is that well? Check it out on March eighth. Um, we have All Walls Must Fall, which is a time traveling RPG in a futuristic Cold War Berlin. That's out now. Huh. Yep. <laughs> um, it's got. Te- I don't know what's going on. I see tactical shooting and and this is weird. It's a tech noir tactical RPG. Is what they're saying. Uh, <laughs> it's out now. PC, Mac, and Linux. And, uh, yeah, it takes place in the year 2089 in a world where the Cold War never ended and access to time manipulation technology is possible. The story sees a rogue nuclear strike forcing agents on both sides to loop through a single night to find out who is responsible and prevent it. (laughs) So there you go. That's weird. Uh, we have Darkest Dungeon hitting the Xbox One, um, in four days and, that comes with its expansion too cyber dimension neptunia's got a new spin-off called um well that's out four goddesses online uh no it's not out it's out on february 28th i'm sorry i thought that it was out already it's, it's out for ps4 oh that's what it was the ps4 one came out okay the pc version's coming out on february 28th um i'm trying to convince anna to play it and she can't decide i don't think oh wait she wants to play it on a portable system that's what bugging that's what bugs her about it um that's, uh, do we ever review that? I don't think we do. We have a game called Pit People. Oh, yeah, this is from the Castle Crasher folks. Um, it is a fast-paced strategic RPG set in a tragic but comedic post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> it features a cast of five characters, Horatio, Pip- Pipistrella, Yosef, Sophia, and Gluten, with two-player co-op and four-player combined multiplayer. And, uh, yeah, I don't know much about it. So is this from the Behemoth then? Right, because it's pit, uh, the Castle Crasher folks. Yeah, yeah. The Behemoth. So it's uh, March second is going to be its release date. We'll see if they've got another hit on their hands or not. So, oh boy! All right, three Kickstarters for you, man. Let's do these quick. First off, um, Kickstarter check-in: Bevan Tool Altar of Roots. It is a uh, they say it's inspired by Final Fantasy, Vagrant Story, Parasite Eve, and Xenogears. 
<laughs> the campaign ends March 1st. They want 50 grand. They're only at 25,000. That's a tactical turn-based RPG. And you can go watch the uh, thing on Kickstarter. It's called Beventool. B-E-V-B-E-V-O-N-T-U-L-E. Beventool. See if you want to back that. Um, we have The Good Life. Uh, this is... Oh, they're trying this again. The Good Life was the game where you turn into a cat every night. And um, and then they added dog mode if you preferred to be turned into a dog. It's a debt, repay, debt repayment life simulation RPG. They tried to go for it on FIG the first time. Now they're going to do a Kickstarter campaign. The campaign won't start till March 26th. I don't know why they think it's going to work better this time, but whatever. They've... Uh, they said they've changed their strategy, so we'll see how that works. Um, Cthulhu Tactics is a Kickstarter, and that's going to be... Uh, it's called Octoon Cthulhu, which is a... T- oh my goodness. Oct- it's Octoon Cthulhu apparently is a thing already. It's a universe. World War II and Cthulhu combined, right? Now we have Octoon Cthulhu Tactics. It's a hybrid strategy and RPG. It's set in that Cthulhu World War II world it uses the modifius d20 system 2d20 system excuse me and they want 13,000 they've hit it or they wanted 14,000 they've hit it they've got 22,000 and this is uh eight days to go so you can still get in on it see if you like it they are planning a release in quarter four of this year and if you want to go crazy let's see what's their 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 top end pledge is 350 pounds, about 500 US dollars. A digital copy of the game, plus one extra platform credit, plus the investigator's bag, plus 150 pounds in credit for a new unlocked Cthulhu miniatures or existing sets, plus nine. You get a bunch of. Uh, man, you just get a bunch of crap from them. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. See if you want to do it. Octoon Cthulhu. Search for that on, on Kickstarter. Find it or search for our story on the site. Okay, folks, I have some editorial things to let you know about. Whew. Oh. We have the Game of the Year Awards up. Woo. And uh, the Game of the Year, uh, the Game of the Year, I'm just going to tell you, the Game of the Year, 2017 Game of the Year at RP Gamer is Persona 5. Yay. Uh, I mean, I totally saw that coming. Second place was Horizon. Third place was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. There's plenty of other award categories you can go check out. Um, I'm sorry, folks. It's like the end of February. We had a bunch of surgery. There probably won't be a Game of the Year podcast. So if you're looking forward to that, um, you're going to have to really beg me if you want me to do that. All right. We have a review for Tokyo Xanadu EX+. Plus. We got an impression for Mercenary Saga Chronicles. We've got Sam, backlog, Sam Marcello uh, Backlog in the Year. We've got the Longest Five Minutes Review that Alex alluded to earlier. We've got a Monster Hunter World review. Who wrote that? Um, Phil Willis. Uh, he Phil. loved it. Yeah. Um, Tales of Heart R. We got a retro review of that. We got a Dynasty Warriors 9 impression. And we have a Defender's Quest PS4 review, which I, that was also Alex. Um, he's making me want to play that. All right. <laughs> and then here's some briefs. Oh, my goodness. More stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Project Octopath Traveler, they put out a story saying they're going to improve it, which, duh, they put out a demo, of course they're going to improve it. Combat details for Full Metal Panic SRPG, you can read up those there. Um, we have a Death End Request Combat Details, if you want to read about how that combat system works. We've got the demo and DLC info for the um, per- Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology 
thing. So oh yeah, we've also got a review for that. I forgot to We've got a review of Perfect... Okay, so we have a review of Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. What did it score? Uh, four. Four out of five. We've got a bunch of free... There's a bunch of DLC out now, and the rest is coming out... Some came out last week, and the rest is coming out next week. So lots of DLC available for that game. You can get the whole schedule and all the pieces and their prices on our site. We have Valkyrie Chronicles 4 has a giant land ship, which sounds appropriate for that game. So if you want to see a big old land ship, which does look like a ship, and it's on land, and it's... Oh my goodness. Yep. Who needs an airship when you got a land ship? So you go check out I mean, out to be fair, the original Valkyrie Chronicles had a giant land ship. Okay, great. So we're continuing the tradition. Yep. Um, we've got Smoke and Sacrifice was revealed. So there's a trailer of that you can go check out. It's uh, from Solar Sail Games. It's a survival RPG in a hand-drawn art style. So if that sounds cool to you, go check that out. Victor Vran, that is a Diablo-style clone. Um, if you remember, they had the Motorhead edition. So that's going to come to Switch. Holy crap. This is a big deal. A Diablo-style game on Switch may just destroy my productivity for the rest of this year. Okay. Uh, physically and digital release in 2018. Um, I, I have to go bookmark that in all the places I can possibly bookmark that, because that sounds really cool. Um, now put Grim Dawn out there, and then I'll be really happy. Um, Persona 3 and 5 had more details for the dancing games that are coming out for each of them. So if you want to see Akihiko dance, um, this is this is your chance to go check that out. And uh, we have a Path of Exile Bestiary Challenge League update. They've got a whole Bestiary... Oh, Path of Exile is getting even more crazy. I was talking to somebody who's deep into playing it, and basically they just keep adding all the things, and Path of Exile is awesome. And if you're interested in Path of Exile at all, just go check that out, because it sounds like they're doing even more crazy cool things. Um, so, goodness. What is it going to be? So, Bestiary Challenge League, so... You start a new game, and in this new game, you have to find, weaken, and capture various beasts. So, and then it goes to your menagerie, and you can visit them and use them to find fuel f a new type of crafting called beast crafting. So you make things from beasts because why not? <laughs> and it adds a bunch of new content to the base game, and there's new, yeah, just all sorts of crap being added. And Path of Exile going strong, got some. Yeah, lots of Diablo clones this this generation, man. Uh, System Shock's reboot. If you remember, they were rebooting System Shock. Um, they had a whole Kickstarter. They are putting it on hold. <laughs> yeah, so they are going to put it on hold. They, the game's vision had moved from its original remaster to becoming something more original, and thus he's put the team on hiatus while they figure that stuff out. So if they're going to do something more progressive, I guess they gotta they gotta put it on hold and figure out if they can pull off the. So the thing is, they are they were Kickstarter funded for just a remake. So ah, whatever. <sighs> and then Ease Origin is coming to Xbox One. It's our last piece piece of news. Sometime in spring 2018, and is that Japan only? I assume, or do we know if it's coming out here? Well, it's Xbox One. I doubt it's Japan only. Yeah, that's a good point because there's like <laughs> no, it's, literally yeah, four it's, Xbox Ones in Japan. So yeah, it's not. It's Dotemu in there. I think based in France. Good. But yeah, point. they're an international publisher. Yeah. Okay, I don't have any questions of the week for you. I don't have any energy for it. Oh my gosh, we are back. It feels good to be back, but I'm also drained. 
I'm not back at 100% yet. But I do have some new releases for you. This week, we've got Darkest Dungeon coming to Xbox One. Sword Art Online. Um, what's it called? Hollow Fragment? or yeah, Fatal Bullet. Sword. Wait, Fatal Bullet. Yeah, Fatal Bullet. Sword Art Online, Fatal Bullet coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. And SteamWorld Dig 2 apparently hit the 3DS. So if you don't have a Switch and you want to play SteamWorld Dig 2, they got you covered now. So with that, I want to know what you're playing this week. Kelly. Um, <clears throat> probably either Fire Emblem Warriors or Secret of Mana remake. All right. Whichever St- one grabs me. Still undecided. Alex Fuller. Yeah, I'm supposed to be playing Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet. Oh, you sound so excited. Yay. <laughs> and Alice. Uh, probably more Stellaris. More Stellaris. Oh, I should get that and play with you. Um. I will play more Monster Hunter and Final Fantasy XI. Let's just be honest. I give up. I give up. This year is not going to be a good game for finish. Good year for finishing new games. But hey, maybe I'll finally finish all my goals in Final Fantasy XI. So, <laughs> as With, long as you finish something. As long as I finish something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, thanks everybody for being here. Thank you to all my guests for being on today and being on the show. Thank you for listening. Um, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern is when we stream live if you want to catch us over at twitch.tv slash rpgamer next Saturday. And you can also subscribe on iTunes, of course, and uh, the Microsoft or Google Play, whatever. Go ahead and sign up for the podcast everywhere. And if you'd like to send some feedback to the show, we will get to it eventually. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address. 608-729-4098 is the phone number. You can also text in. Um, or you can send an email with uh, either words typed with your keyboard, or you can attach an MP3 file. Play that right on the show at podcast.rpgamer.com. And you can post in the show thread at forums.rpgamer.com. That's it. Do we, yeah? Do we want to do a question of the week? What's our question? I don't um, know. I don't have one. If you say that, well, you got to come up with one. How, how about what game have you always wanted to finish but never could get to it? Ooh, yeah. Since you're talking about finishing games and not wanting to finish games. I love it. But can never get to it. Boom. That's our question of the week. If you want to answer what game did you always want to finish but could never get to it, email, text, mp3s now. 608-729-4098. We'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks for watching. This has been RPGcast. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye.